Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome to the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. As always, you can listen to us on the normal DA show, iTunes feed or podcast feed, however you normally listen to the show. Or on its own podcast feed, if you're kind of new to the show because of the new time slot, you're figuring out what this PGP is all about, this is its own podcast feed as well if you just want to subscribe to this, which is you can just search Permission Granted. So Mraz joins me now after we returned back from Miami last weekend, and uh, I think all told, really fun week. I think we told some of the stories last week, like you exploding the bathroom next to my face. Well, I, again, I know this went over this. It wasn't next to your face. It was a significant walk into the bedroom and the bed where you would be laying. Well, you make it seem like you put your head next to the toilet. I mean, it's well, relax. The, the bathroom was very small. Sure. Very small. Sure. So much so that we couldn't even put the garbage can anywhere besides nut wedged in between the toilet and the wall. Okay, that's and, like, true. And couldn't even get in. That's true. It was tight quarters. It wasn't ideal. And then my bed, the head of the bed, wasn't quite at the bathroom wall, but it was close. So I would say in real space, maybe I was, my head was three feet away from the toilet. I would say six feet. Okay. All right. Maybe, I don't, six feet. I don't think it was six feet. Was it three feet? Maybe three five. feet to your legs. Five feet. I'll I'll be happy to settle on five. But again, there was a wall there. I'm not going to say it was the biggest smell-proof wall in the world. But I, and you picked the bathroom next to you picked the bedroom next to the bathroom. Strategic misfire. I agree. You know, going forward. So that was we we taped it on Thursday of last week. We taped it on Thursday. Yes. Yes. So then Thursday night, which we didn't get into, we touched on this this morning on the air was our romantic dinner. Sure. And we went out to Giorgio's, which was a Greek place surrounding a pool outdoors right. next to the water. Right. And, and authentic Greek. I mean, everybody in there had the real accents. It was the real deal. Yeah. It was very, very good. And you ordered the chicken souvlaki. Yes. I went with like a tuna. It was like, what would you say? Sliced tuna. Kind of wrapped in a circle. Sitting in like soup? No, I, I, it wasn't really soup. It was like a light glaze, demi glaze. Yeah, and so, it was a mistake order. Well, they messed up the order. Remember, right? Because it was supposed to be tuna over a bed of spinach, sure. and they forgot the bed of spinach. They made they gave me the appetizer of it. Then they had to bring out the greens later, right? But I really wanted a salad because I had eaten 
cheeseburger, fries, good burgers. Sure. We'd had Cuban twice in a row. Sure. I just was like, and we had the media night, which was sliders and fries. and Of course. So I want the little green, and you order the chicken souvlaki, which is like, a wall of chicken. It was delicious with the tzatziki sauce, a great pita. It was so big I had to fork and knife it instead of eating it like a dripping sandwich. And you got a Greek salad. And sure. And turned to me and said, you know, honestly, do you want this? I've got no use for this. <laughs> I did not. I, I have no use for this. That There will be no bigger teammate <laughs> move by me to you in the full year than me handing you the no use for it Greek salad. And the truth is... Well, it was been, a teammate move. You just didn't want it. So it didn't yeah, matter. but I couldn't. To be honest, I could have just sat there, pretended like uh, maybe I'll have a leaf to make sure Deanna's make fun of me being fat. Early, before I let it sit there, before I really hacked away at my meal, I made the move to the bullpen and said, you can have this. Seven years ago, I'm not doing that. Seven years ago, I'm like, is he judging me? I better have a couple (laughs) leafs out of this. Oh, is that feta? I don't really like feta. It becomes a whole thing. So you gave me this salad. So you had all of the meat and all of the bread. But none of the greens. None of the greens. And you said, but, I've got no use for this. But you also had the best reaction. You took getting a salad so super serious yeah. because you had this mature look on your face. And I say mature because I just kind of felt like it. And you said, honestly, man, this means a lot because really what I'm looking at what I ordered is not what I, I ordered. I wanted <laughs> greens, so I, I really could use the salad. Like, you went, you you almost became Shep in accepting the salad. It did not, I did not say it means a lot. I think I said I appreciate that. Oh, it was some of those lines, but it, it was, means a lot would have been a little bit over the top for a salad. You, but that was the thing. You received this salad as if you were Shep when we make fun of everything Shep does. I was trying to be polite. I, you gave me uh, something right. out of your meal that had, I really was looking we for. We had the big napkins on our laps. We were very, very fancy for what amounted to be a fifteen ninety nine pita with chicken I got. What I can't understand, I can't wrap my mind around, is that Tuesday night you went to the media party. Sure. Oh, that was a Wednesday night dinner. Because Thursday night was the party that I went to that you did not come to. Sure. And Thursday night was you went out with Steve O, Planet Steve O, Morale, right. to the DraftKings house. So Tuesday night and, and Thursday night. And ended at the Clevelander. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday night and Thursday night, you had two nights of eight plus drinks. Sure. A lot of seltzers. A lot of Bud Light seltzers. Sure. One night was a couple of Tito's. Yeah. Actually, both nights featured some Tito's. I had a lot of beer for me on this trip. There's a couple of beers. How did you recover for a 4 a.m. wake-up call? I'm trained now. I'm trained not to sleep. I'm trained to get... The baby changes everything. With the baby came, <laughs> what is it? I'm so used to not sleeping between yeah, the baby and the morning. drunk in four hours when you have to wake up? Because I pound water while I sleep. I probably roll over every 45 minutes and, like, dream sleep. I mean, a dream drink. I, I pound waters. So every 45 minutes, you wake up in the middle of the night, drink more water, go back to bed. Basically, like on my own. It's like my mouth feels dry. I just roll over, chug it. I barely am awake, and I pass right back out. And I was going through. <laughs> I probably went through a liter of water each night, and I was fine. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Wednesday night, I was humming like a hummingbird. I had six hours sleep. I was great. Friday morning was a little rough one. When I when I made the stumble in the convention center, I think there was a moment where I put water in my face. said, all right, let's calm down. <laughs> Emmett Smith's going to be here in a half an hour. You'll sleep on the airplane, and I, I powered through. I, I don't know. I don't know what a breathalyzer would have read <laughs> at 6 a.m. Friday morning. Would you have been legal to drive Friday morning? I Honestly, I would not have trusted. So you were buzzed. You were buzzed <sighs> for the Friday show. I hate saying that because I woke <laughs> up, and, and it's a work thing. I don't, I don't put it this way. I don't know that I was, but I don't know that I wasn't. I, I certainly would have been in a position where if I was home and I felt like that, I would have Ubered to the train station. Yes. 
but I was uh, I was good. I got myself together. Did, did you notice? I was talking to Ryan Fitzpatrick like nobody's business. Yeah, no, you you held it together. I didn't realize you were buzzed Friday morning for I, work. It was definitely like I woke up in the room, did a little quick spin around, and I was like, ooh, get in the shower. Okay, let's just calm down. What I just kept telling myself was you'll sleep on the plane. You'll sleep on the plane. You'll sleep on the plane. And then you did. Out like a light. I don't know if I snored because I had a seat by myself, but boy, was I conked out. What like, do you mean I, seat by yourself? Do you usually share seats on the plane? No, like I had nobody next to me. A row to yourself. A row to myself. I was in a two-seater by myself. Okay. Um, And I I shut my eyes before takeoff. I put down the shades. I had the mask on, the earplugs in. No, I didn't do earplugs. I downloaded a, a rain music on Spotify, and I put on my my headphones, the noise canceling. I am telling you, I got jostled awake because we were landing at JFK. I had no idea the flight had even happened. Like wheels touched down, you got like, jostled? Like the wheel, I heard the wee. You know when they drop the wheels like you're landing? I shot awake and I went, no way. No, I don't even remember taking off. You slept three hours. Totally out. Totally out like a light. It was awesome. I had a little Quiznos sub before I boarded. Fucker <laughs> me right out. So, we should tell the story of the Terry Bradshaw interview. Right. Because that was the most eventful interview. And that was when he commented on the birdseed bet picture. Sure. And to pay off your bet, I don't even know what... Oh, this was their the strike. strike. Yeah, it's been so much nonsense, we can't even keep track anymore. <laughs> you know, pay off the strike, <clears throat> you had to show the picture of your birdseed bet where you were nothing but a, a Speedo with birdseed all over you, Crisco, Central Park, to a former Packer or a Hall of Fame quarterback to basically beg forgiveness for what you did to Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Get away from me, buddy. Sure. I said sure so many times. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Bradshaw is scheduled for Thursday or Friday? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday after the show to tape for Friday. Yes. So we get off the air 10 a.m. Eastern. I had Terry Bradshaw scheduled for 11 a.m. Eastern, which was the latest of all week we would tape anything or do anything because usually we try to get out of there by 10.30 in the morning. You know, it's nice in Miami. We need one to nap, have lunch, the whole thing. Also, we have to turn over the studio. Or yeah, the, the the set, the set to right. the other hosts for their tapings as right. well. Right, it's very you know, this it's like a pit crew in a NASCAR race. You just you're getting everything going. So 11 a.m. because it was Terry Bradshaw, we all agreed Terry Bradshaw is here. Let's make sure we de- get this done, and we will tape it Thursday at 11 a.m. So you get the text message from his PR person that Terry's running late, about a half an hour before, and he didn't tell us how late. So we're like, how long are we going to wait, wait around here for? Right, exactly. He's running late. I'll let you know when I have it, but I'll bring him right over. Bradshaw's a big enough guest. We knew he was going to be good. that, And we knew we had it set up that we wanted him to see the birdseed bet. Right. That was another part of this. It was the theatrics so of the strike. we could bail. I mean, if this was a B-list or C-list guy, we could have just bailed on it. We had enough guests. Agreed. Agreed. But we had to stick it out. Plus, had we not gotten Terry Bradshaw, I don't know who you would have, I guess it would be Kurt Warner, who you would have had to show in the birdseed bet. Right, I, and Kurt was a nice guy, but I don't know how that would have went over in comparison yeah. to what we got. Because what we got out of Terry was gold. Gold. Absolute gold. Gold, Jerry. Gold. And speaking of it, let's play the Bradshaw audio here for our listeners. Before we let you go, our producer, Sean, who you met before, he once put a hex on Aaron Rodgers. He said Rodgers will never win another playoff game because... Aaron Rodgers told him once upon a time, get away from me, buddy, because Mirage showed him a picture of himself. Stop it. Yes. Now, he yes. told. 
Tell well, me to get away from him. You're going to find out why right now. Okay. The Gi- I'm a big Giant fan. The Packers beat the Giants right. in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Right. As part of losing a bet on the show, I had to go to Central Park in a Speedo covered in bird seat and have birds peck on. Stopping me. So a couple beers with Aaron Rodgers. I figure I'm going to show him the picture. He wanted no part of the picture. Was so annoyed that I showed him the picture. It said, get away from me, buddy. Now to pay off another bet. Oh, my God. He I, was not nice to he's you. He's not nice to you. So I had to find now another Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterback. Right. That's me. And hope this gets better. Oh. Wow, that is that is such a that's such a great. Is that you? That's me. Well, yeah. In a speedo, bird yeah, seat, Central a, Park. Yeah, Terry. That's what a, do you think? That's a great picture. <laughs> <laughs> that, really, and I love birds. I love birds. I used to race pigeons. Did you know that? I did not. Yes. I did not. When you see Home Alone in Central Park, I, most of those birds were my birds. You know, they're homing pigeons. Right. You race them and they come back home. Mine got lost and went to New York. Well, none of them <laughs> so, pecked on me, thankfully. Yeah. No, none of them pecked on you. <laughs> well, I notice you have no seed uh, anywhere else but your shoulder. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> We'd have birds picking down oh, there. Man. So Aaron said, get away get from away me. Get away from me, buddy. Oh, that's so sad. We just want to see I, if another... I apologize for him. Thank you. So you're not going to tell me to get away from me? Absolutely not. Thank you, Terry. I, I, I'm honored that, that I'm next to you, bub. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you. Terry Bradshaw working on behalf of Ford in the Hall of a Fan. Coming up this weekend, the Hall of Fans from Ford. This was such a pleasure. Thank Thanks, you, Terry. Thanks, D.A. Good to see you guys. You Keep too. up the great work. Thank you. Aaron Rodgers ought to be ashamed of himself. <laughs> so Bradshaw is awesome, obviously. He's cracking us all up. And it would not have happened had we not stuck it out. About a half hour passes by. We've got no answer from the PR person. Almost an hour now has gone by past when we were supposed to have them. And you're like, when is bail time? Right. And I was like, you know what? Let's give it to 1215. Well, also, I don't want to throw, I'm not going to name names or throw anything under the bus. In a text message, I was told we were first in line. We'll bring him right over. We see him walk into the convention center and he immediately shoots to a couple of the stations, at which point... Very rare I get angry. I was now upset and angry. So that prompted the when are we going to cut off the bail time when we see that we're kind of being yanked around a little bit. Right. The PR guy shuffles Terry in and goes directly to NFL radio, right. NFL sanctioned radio. So, okay, understandably, they would be above us because they're through the league, but the PR guy said we were first. That's where I was upset, right? Just don't say that. Though. So Moraz is now fired up. And we're watching Terry Bradshaw do this other interview. And the problem on Radio Row is no other show is respectful of that guy's time. If you've got him, you blow through your stoplight. It doesn't matter. Which I always try from our standpoint to be mindful of that. Right. Because I think that that helps the relationship with the PR people and is more likely to get us more guests if they know they can count on us to get their guests on schedule. I I just think that's good business on my, you know, for my liking but nfl radio is not doing that right they're blown through the stop sign so we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting. you you eventually are like what's our what's our drop dead time like when when are we leaving and i said well, give it till 12 15 right at like 12 15 the pr guy sees the f- like anger in our eyes because he's passing by us right. again and he's like okay i'll get him over there so bradshaw gets on stage with us He's like, how can I get up there? You've got to climb up the stairs. Right, and you're setting, trying to set up the video quick. We only have him for 8 to 10 minutes. It's a whole thing. Because we have to have him on video to see his reaction to right. the birds he'd bet. Right. We get him up there, and Terry is, he's out of it. I mean, he's sweaty. He's like, you can tell his head's spinning. He was either late and like he's being rushed around. Could have had Bud Light seltzers himself. Who knows? Who knows? And so I'm like, oh, man, we got Terry, and he's not in a good way right now. I think it's just he was overwhelming. Overwhelmed, yes. And and Radio Row is overwhelming. So 
I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how the interview is going to go, and I don't know how the birdseed bet thing is going to go. Well, Terry settled down as I kind of asked him some old Steelers questions. I asked him about 1978. He had an MVP season. Heart rate's dropping a little bit. It was in Miami, so I asked him about his, you know, memories of a Super Bowl in Miami. Heart rate's dropping, no longer sweating, kind of calm. Now he's looking me in the eye, et cetera, and he's great. I mean, Bradshaw's just so good. And then the payoff is when we say, you know, Aaron Rodgers said, get away from me, buddy. Bradshaw's reaction was priceless. It was so good. He's joking around with us. He's telling us about how he used to race pigeons. Right, which is, that's such an underrated part of it. He, and he's hysterical. He's making Home Alone references. And you know what's really great? How ridiculous our Aaron Rodgers story is, like, on the on the near <laughs> surface of it, right? Like, the, the levels of it. I lose a bet. The bet payoff is I have to do this in Central Park. We happen to see Aaron Rodgers. It's not like we did the bet knowing we'd ever see Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's a lot of layers to it. And explaining that in basically 60 seconds to Terry Bradshaw <laughs> to get to the punchline show him the picture, he understood every layer of it without right. having to question anything and fully grasped and understood it, which I think is underrated by Terry there. I think you're absolutely right. And he just nails it, which goes to show you why he's a legendary television personality. Right. He was perfect. So... It all ended up paying off, and his what was his line when he was like, "Did Aaron really say that? Yeah. Did Aaron Rodgers really say oh, that? Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, he was so good. So thankfully, it all paid off, and that was, I think, the most memorable guest from Radio Row. Yeah, and they were all great. I mean, David Ortiz is basically answering phone calls from Clay Buckles and Kevin Millar True. on Radio Row, which is just bizarre in itself. That he's on set with us, and Kevin Millar is calling him with Clay Buckles right. from the golf course, FaceTiming. And Ortiz answers it <laughs> during the interview. Right, which is just... And they're asking for Cuban cigars. Right. And look, knowing David Ortiz's last year, I mean, who knows who that FaceTime could have been from or what was going on there. Yeah. Or where he's getting his cigars right. from. <laughs> exactly. So that was memorable. All the guests we had really in their own right were memorable. I mean, Carson Palmer went viral with the things he said. Uh, Emmett Smith, I thought, was excellent on Friday morning. It was really cool because that was a calm moment where, you know, not Radio Row wasn't chaotic yet. It was very early in the morning Friday. Yeah. But ultimately, I mean, you can't be Terry Bradshaw sweating like he's Ewing in 94, breaking down the birdseed <laughs> picture. It doesn't get better than that. So you come home, and then you have your Super Bowl party. Right. And that was your last day before your boot camp. Right. Dietary boot camp. It was supposed to be the last day. I, I would be lying if I told you that Monday did not fall was a little leftover hit uh, to some degree. Mentally, it was the you last You want day. to give me a quick scorecard of Sunday? So Sunday, I cannot measure this in amounts as far as I, I dipped into a lot of buffalo chicken dip and some taco dip. I had a slice of mashed potato, loaded mashed potato pizza, which was like a, like a thin crusted pizza with bacon bitch cheese. Same style pizza, chicken vodka slice, which is penny alla vodka sauce with grilled chicken, fresh mozzarella. I had two garlic knots that I know of. There might have been one that triculated late in the third <laughs> quarter. It dep- it's like the sack total with the 49ers. You forget who had what. Uh, I had a piece of American style hero or hoagie or grinder, however you guys want to call that, wherever you were from. You know, uh-huh. big sandwich. A uh-huh. uh, piece of American and a piece of Italian. So I had two pieces there. I had some macaroni salad as well <laughs> that came with said sandwich. I had, I can't tell you the amount of wings. It was somewhere between 10 to 18 bourbon style wings from a place I ordered. That's a big skew, 10 to 18. Because I. That's a missing eight. Because I didn't, (laughs) I didn't put 18 on my plate at once. It would be pass bys. You know what I mean? Like scooping scores. You pick them up. (laughs) But like, I know, put it this way the reason I said 10 to 18, I started with a base of 10 and I went up a couple more times when I was like, oh, this looks good. Boom. I had at least two pigs in a blanket. 
I had at least four mini rolled chicken quesadillas. <laughs> now that I'm saying this whole back, what a nightmare. And then dessert came out. We had a slice of ice cream cake, a slice of put vanilla pudding pie, and I had two Reese's Pieces brownies, plus about six Kona Big Waves. And that uh, would stay – I started about 3 p.m. Eastern, and that all ended about 10.30 p.m. Eastern. That's an avalanche. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're calling it the nightmare on Thompson Drive. <laughs> <laughs> that is just – Legion of Boom over the Broncos. But see, you know, you recite all that back, and it sounds gross, and it sounds, like, ridiculously unhealthy. <laughs> but I got to be honest, in the moment of a big event like the Super Bowl, I don't think you think of it like that, right? Like, when you write it down after, you're like, whoo, that man, could I have cut some corners here? Could I have written some of this off on taxes? <laughs> well, comparatively, I had three tacos. Okay. Okay, my mom made a taco bar. Yeah, making no tacos. Yeah. They don't love you. Jimmy Johnson, he was very proud of me. My mom made Taco Bar. That's a nice, by the way, I like that. That's a nice Super Bowl treat, a little Taco Bar. Yeah. Taco Bar had some chips and guacamole, and I had six wings or seven wings, and then I had <clears throat> like a jelly donut. Okay. A donut on My a mom Super got Bowl. jelly donuts. You know who what? Would, who would ever? That's an oddball thing, but I like it. <laughs> I like where her head was at. I like it. So comparatively, I had three tacos, seven wings, and a jelly donut. Right. I had everything but a partridge <laughs> in a pear tree. I can ask the pizzas were a hit. Though. I did have two Coronas. All right. That was nice. You had two Coronas. I went to seven, again, seven <laughs> Conas with the, and by the way, I slept about two and a half hours before coming in here Monday. Salt coming out of my chin. So when are you really going to go to boot camp? Uh, it started today. Really? But did you have a slice of hero right. today? Look, guys, I did not grill my chicken last night for my salads. I had one leftover slice of sandwich. It's like a finger sandwich. I had Special K with almond milk for breakfast. I have a banana I'm about to have on the train in a little bit. And then later, I have a very no side but a lean steak with some asparagus. That is my dinner. You don't want one of those cupcakes? I see them out there. <laughs> I've passed them. I've done the circle like jaws around the boat. I'm going to avoid it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be good about it. Now, there will be some stress because it should be noted, a little editor's note. I had some car trouble this morning. My car did not start. I don't know if I need a battery starter or an alternator. Yeah. And when I get stressed, the snack cabinet <laughs> gets torn apart. So I'm hoping I have some discipline here. On that point this morning's show, something that made me laugh was when you were talking about your dad's deli experience, <laughs> his resume. Your dad, Bob the Deli Man, is a longtime um, deli slicer. For deli slicer. Well, would that be fair? Yeah, I mean, he's been a deli manager slash supervisor. I mean, he's he doesn't just you know ring it in there for nine dollars an hour. He's a well compensated for higher up in the Brooklyn deli business. <laughs> that's that's how that's true. Bob the deli man doesn't actually work the deli counter. Well, that's the thing. He's a he's a leader by example. He absolutely will. But oh. that's also I got to be honest. Some of the stories I hear, he doesn't have to. He he never trusts his employees. Like, he's, it drives him nuts. He sees somebody that's not the right thickness. He jumps in on that slider, <laughs> slicer. He just he can't let go 18-year-old him on the deli slicer. He's always going to jump in. Uh, it's like a player manager. It's unbelievable. So he is right now at a food town. Yeah. That's kind of where his career has Started been. Started his career, has been at, now at this food town for a long, long time, yes. Uh, now, people around the country will have, obviously, many different grocery stores. Right. I had mistakenly said a King Cullen. Right. Only because King Cullen is the grocery store on Long Island that comes to mind for me. Okay. Is not there many a lot left. 
was that in the 80s? Well, it's funny. There's like two King Collins left, and one of them is now three blocks from my house. Okay. The house that I bought. So when you say King Collins, it's like, well, I'm, I'm right there, but no. That is not. A, that was very popular in the 80s. Many have closed down since. So that must be why I remember it as the growing up. Right. You know, you go to Long Island, oh, the big King Collins. The big ones now are Stop and Shop and ShopRite. Those are the two monster conglomerates on Long Island for supermarkets. Okay, and your your dad has worked at Food Town almost exclusively, except for what you said, a short time at... ShopRite. At ShopRite. Yeah, he... <laughs> it's so funny to think about in free agency terms, but <laughs> ShopRite came a-calling for, for uh, Bob the Deli Man. Yes. I want to say... Actually, I could tell you when it was... Because his exit was right when the original XFL was launching. Don't know me how I remember this, but it was right around spring of '01. Spring of '01. So I would say about 1998. Yankees are on their run. Food Town now is on the precipice of being bought over by by Edwards, who later became Stop and Shop. I know way too much about the Long Island <laughs> supermarket. And Bob was a little scared after all those years at Food Town, like new ownership. Uh, it's a company coming down from Massachusetts. Sure. Who knows where I stand? And he had a buddy he used to work with that said, "Look." We are launching all these shop rides on Long Island. We know your resume. I need you here at, at the store in Uniondale. Bob went home, weighed the options, like most free agents <laughs> do with their wives, and uh, he took the deal. And and people were stunned. I mean, really? Bob's going to leave the Freeport wow. Food Town. Yeah. I mean, where are they going to get their linsa tarts anymore? <laughs> and he was he was upset about it, but he said ultimately it's the move I had to make for a family. Now you got a growing me at eleven years old. My sister's about nine. My other sister's seven, and he's got to put food on the table. So he went to call in the shop right now. Look, things didn't go maybe as planned with Shoprite. He wasn't as comfortable there. It just it wasn't home for him. You fast forward right around the launch of the XFL. I remember this because they had opened another Shoprite, and he wanted to get home for the XFL's first night. And he was in the middle of setting up a store for them and everything. <laughs> and he came home, and that was the night he said, "I had it." We're sitting down to get ready to watch the Hitmen play whoever the Rage, and Bob was cursing up a storm. He had had it with Shoprite. I remember this vividly. XFL launches, we watch the game, League's a disaster, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Within a month, Food Town is going to come back, but not to Long Island, to Brooklyn, to Queens, to Manhattan. And the owners of Food Town wanted to represent the Food Town brand that had been in New York. And they knew of my dad. My dad had this excellent reputation. Yeah. They called up the house phone. It was like George Steinbrenner calling, you know? Uh, whoever the owner of Food Town was says, do we have Bob Morinch here? Now, ShopRite couldn't find out this was going on. He had an exit clause in the deal. And Food Town... Calls him, and he offers him this deal. Now, the problem is going to be a little bit of a long commute. It would be like, you know, taking a job down in Philly, but you work in Manhattan, you don't want to relocate. It's going to be a long drive for Bob the Deli Man. Bob gets on the negotiating table with no agent, negotiates a company car wow. to pay him for mileage, wow. to pay him for gas. Nobody had heard of company cars, especially in the Delhi supermarket business. He was on a stockbroker. It was unbelievable. So, Daddy, get a company car. He took the deal. We're looking 2001 to 2020. Bob has been there ever since. Uh, hasn't left his base Bay Ridge, Brooklyn store, although he has supervises other stores. He's a big part of Food Town. Whenever they open a new store, he does all the setups for them. He is uh, the example. They bring him to these big events in Yonkers where he has to show what he's done, and every store has to follow his lead of what he's done in Bay Ridge. And frankly, he's he's legendary now at Food Town. You can't walk into a Food Town and not mention Bob the Deli Man's name, and people go, can you believe he invented the chicken Marsala bar? I mean, he has done so much with hot food. Really, I mean... It's Yeoman's work, and I, I am I'm so proud of him. That is an amazing story. That is one of your best moments ever. Is it telling I mean, the Bob the Deli Man career story? You can ask him this stuff. Stop me dead in the tracks. I got everything spot on. Oh, even the timing, because I'll never forget the XFL and that thing.
So it's like the Chargers allowing Philip Rivers to live in L.A. Right. Or live in San Diego, rather, right. when they move to L.A. Right. It's like, hey, he's right. done enough. Now, I will say, speaking of Philip Rivers, my mom's probably had it with the commute now. Because Bob, as he's gotten older, a little grumpier when you're riding <laughs> on the Phil Parkway every day for an hour and a half. So I don't... I think as a grandfather now, Bob's time at Futon might be coming to an end before we know it. I hope I'm not breaking any news, but I would not be shocked if in three years he hangs up the apron. And and when he does that, I don't know that... I mean, he, he, the fingerprint will be there, but I, maybe they're needing more mobile managers, like you need the mobile quarterback in the NFL. And if that's the case, uh, you know, I just hope his legacy isn't forgotten. The pocket deli manager doesn't really work anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. We were talking about that, you know, those couple of years at uh, at Shoprite. Like you said, that's kind of like Andy Pettit's Astros years. Right. You know, he had to come back. Had to come back. Had to come back home, and uh, the rest is history. A lot of good Christmas presents thanks to those paychecks. Oh my God, that is just so good. So Bob the Deli Man, total legend, throws the best party ever, has the best outdoor bar connected to a house ever. Sure. And really has made the best rotisserie chickens for quite some time. <laughs> well, that's an amazing place to end side A. Maybe the entire episode. I don't know. Do you, is there any way to follow that up? Uh, there's no way to follow it up. I will tell you this. Uh, regardless, I'm not going to have time to tape a side B. We're going to be... But I could do. I could wait a day. Well, I, now I think that that's almost as long as we need for okay. the entire thing. So why don't we just use that? Because that's really amazing. All right. Sounds good. Wow. Wow. Bob the Deli Man's 30 for 30. You just heard it. His football life right here. <laughs> <laughs> the Permission Credit Podcast. All right. Uh, subscribe to the PGP. Rate it and review it. We appreciate the uh, patronage. And uh, until next week, the Permission Credit Podcast disconnects. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.